everybody. This is Matt from Simplistic Reviews, the Simplistic Reviews podcast, and um, I'm very lucky to be joined today. Uh, we're covering Fantasia Fest uh, 25 or 2021, however you want to uh, consider it. And I'm sitting with my first interview of the festival, and I'm very excited to have this gentleman on the podcast and show. Uh, Rob, last name, please. My name's Rob Jabaz, and here I am on the uh what's it called the simple podcast the simplistic reviews podcast so <laughs> podcast yeah see we we have a little thing going on where i couldn't pronounce rob's last name so rob can't really say what our podcast is so we have something going on right here so already, already <laughs> passive aggressive passive aggressive tension not at all i mean our podcast is all based on passive aggressive tension so you would fit right in on the show so it's, he's offering me a job already I mean, uh, shameless plug. I'm shameless in who I want to have on the show. Um, so, Rob, thank you for uh, coming and spending some time. I know you're a very busy man. You are premiering your uh, feature film, The Sadness, all over the world right now. And it, you're kind of a homecoming for you. You're doing your North America premiere uh, during Fantasia 2021 for, for, the, for The Sadness. And whew, this movie is... Uh, it's a lot. It's a it's a very id driven. It is intense. It is crazy. It is transgressive. It's everything I love in a uh, a. I don't want to call this. It's obviously not a zombie uh, film. It's more of a in the vein of like a Twenty Eight Days Later, you know, type of thing like that. Um, that's a zombie movie. Okay. I, I mean, if you're fine with a zombie movie, I mean, like, like, like what I'm saying is, Twenty Eight Days Later is a zombie movie. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I guess this is like always the debate that everybody has where it's like, what are zombies really? I guess zombies are just people who aren't in control of their own kind of, you know, well, body and everything. You know, like, I'll, t I'll tell you what I think. I thought, I mean, I, you know, I made one of these, so I stopped thinking quite a lot about it. Yeah. And, um, so the way I see it is like, you know, the, the, in the most sense, it needs to be like the living dead for mm -hmm. a zombie movie, right? But then it's like, you know, okay, 28 days later, uh you know like th th this this kind of rage virus thing i mean what's what really is the difference here? the difference is just like um you know we need like they're they're not we need them to be running around and we and we need it to be believable and you can't mm -hmm. have dead corpse running like running around so we'll just make it a rage a rage virus but then it's like um what, what does a what does zombie film mean then and it's like oh well it means that they're essentially mindless right yeah they don't like you you can't really attribute the, the bad things that they do to them uh and that's what makes the, the and then you can also sort of attribute this to like nightmare city mm -hmm. uh or or um uh well you know just like any other sort of like movie where it's like infected people like there are some italian movies that are like that yeah and, um but but at the end of the day uh in the sadness uh the people who are who are doing stuff they 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 know what they're doing and mm -hmm. and they like what they're doing so so you actually can attribute like blame to them and, and i think that that's sort of what is really the the difference and uh, another thing that i will say is that um i think that uh uh we've just been kind of calling calling the uh the sadness a zombie movie just like sort of in a uh it's like a colloquial a, kind of sense where it's like just marketing it's just it's, it's marketing just, yeah. i mean you never underestimate how lazy uh 
journalists are and how lazy uh, buyers are. Like they just want to be like, oh yeah, it's a zombie movie. It's a shark movie. It's a, like, you know, they just want to be able to say what it is. Like if you start explaining what it is to people, yeah, and their eyes just start glazing over and they're just like, whatever. Like there's so much shit out there that it's just like, mm-hmm. whatever. You just need to sort of get in there and tell them what it is quick, let them in. And then hopefully they go down and they, they sit down and they watch the movie and and then they're surprised by it, you know? And then there's, they're like, wow, I've never seen a zombie movie like this before, you know? It's not a zombie movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a zombie movie in, in, in the grand sense, but that's it, like the most kind of like basic kind of comparison you can make it to. Um, now, seeing this film, of course, when we're wrapped up in this, you know, continual global pandemic that's just continuing to change how everybody's doing business and doing everything all together. That's what kind of drew me to this film because um, now... I guess we can start back at the beginning. Uh, what was kind of the genesis of the sadness and how long did it take to kind of create your vision? And then I guess ultimately, what was it like shooting? I mean, I assume you, you shot this during the, what was the timetable of you shooting this film uh, on location in Taiwan as well too? Cause this is kind of a, uh, I don't want to call it like an alternate kind of Taiwan, but it is in, 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 a, in a way, yeah. An alternate Taiwan, like politically. Yeah. But anyways, um, the uh, the time frame. I mean, we, we I wrote the film uh, in I want to say May, and then we June July we did all the pre production casting and kind of setting everything up. Shot it in August. Uh, special like sort of uh, uh, edited it in during September, maybe into October, and then uh, special effects and post and coloring and then uh, sort of finalized the sound. And then we had it in theaters in January. So January this year, so January, 2021. So it was yeah. just, it was kind of a wham, bam, thank you, man, production. I mean, you, you yeah. shot it over and you did a lot of work on it, but um, what, was, what was it like shooting it on, on location in Taiwan, kind of during, I guess, the heat of everything that was going on across, I mean, I know, I'm in North America, so I can speak differently about what was going on kind of in Asia versus America. I mean, everything in Asia was so early in the pandemic and kind of just raced across the country. Um, were there a certain lot of precautions? Did, did it kind of feel weird to shoot, be shooting kind of like a, a film about a virus during a virus type thing? Or was it like the perfect time? Like, we need to make a movie at this time. And it was like just everything perfectly coming together about it. So uh, let me let me like sort of uh, enlighten you a little bit. Yeah, the, the, sure. This is um, Taiwan uh, was really hit hard with SARS mm-hmm. back, back uh, when was that? Maybe two thousand four or something. I can't actually recall. Like I maybe don't quote me on that, but it but it was definitely in the sort of the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because of that, um, they 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 realized early on that. Uh, like they basically just had like the, the contingency plan, right? Yeah. Um, there are also sort of certain uh, political, uh, an election had just happened. Uh, and because of that, certain, um, certain concerns had moved out of Taiwan, which, which uh, and, and also sort of tourism to, to certain countries were, were cut off, were sort of, uh, how do you say that? Like, uh, it, it, uh, it was it stopped being encouraged, I guess you could say. Yeah, and, no, uh, they'll come over here type thing. We're gonna we're trying to incubate this. We're trying to 
get this get this virus done with. Oh, and, no, 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 you don't understand. Like no. this, this, this is all in relation to this election. Like, like. Some, oh, okay, okay. So, so already there was sort of this uh, uh, wall that kind of went up, and it was just yeah. really fortuitous because then all of a sudden the uh, the uh, uh, pandemic hits, and and Taiwan kind of just sprung right into action, and uh, it ne the virus never really got a foothold uh on taiwan so mm -hmm. so there was this period of like over a year like maybe about 14 months where they're just they're you know everyone was really vigilant and we all mm -hmm. had to bring the masks and everything else but there were like no cases in taiwan but everyone was like it, it's not that weird to be wearing like a like a, a face mask in asia like when i, yeah, I kind of see that all the time anyway it's like yeah. at least in videos or what i see on my news and everything like that sure, sure. so so you know we basically we were living in this country where uh, you know, like we were still drinking on patios and, and eating in restaurants and, and, you know, like, like we, there were, you know, it, there was a pandemic going on elsewhere, mm -hmm. but in Taiwan, it was like kind of fine, you know, that the airports were, uh, um, you know, like, like super hardcore into like screening people and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they, they used like sort of these big data resources to make sure that, um, you know, people were being tracked if, if they were like new arrivals and stuff like that yeah. so anyways the pandemic hits and then my financer jeffrey huang was just like dude hollywood's closed uh let's make a movie and we won't have any competition and i said okay if, if you want to do that man i'm like who am i to who am i to to stop you you're great. my financier I'm, I'm you're gonna give me money to make this film i'm gonna do it <laughs> i mean he gave me he gave he kind of i was i'm kind of working like on a i was working kind of as like a staff writer almost mm -hmm. at the time and then, um, and I, so I just, the, the task for me was just to write the film. And then, um, you know, he, he, like, I, you know, he's like, do you want to direct it? And I was just like, well, you know, I don't, you know, I, I it was kind of nervous to do that because like, uh, you hear these stories about people kind of like in the 11th hour, you know, getting their, their film taken away and like re-edited and like, yeah. and, and I was just like, I don't know if I could, like, I, I'm, I'm fragile. I don't know if I could deal with that. <laughs> I had to, uh. I, uh, I basically I just kind of said okay well here, here it is you, you go see if you can find yourself a director and he he went around and he couldn't find anyone to do it for like kind of the price he wanted so I, he said Rob you know do you want to do you want to try doing this and I said okay I, I will but I need you to guarantee me a few things and it was just basically what I said like I, I need to have final cut I need I, I can't I can't have people in my ear telling me to do to do something a certain way for what like I need I need to be able to 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 be in love with this movie and to make it my life and to, uh, and to, uh, you know, I need to be allowed to, uh, make, to make this the most important thing, uh, in my life, uh, between this, this time and this time, you know, like, yeah. and, um, and then he said, that's what I want you to do. And I said, all right, well, you know, you might regret saying that, but, uh, you know, let's, let's do it. So <clears throat> then we just, you know, we st just started doing the movie and, um, and then we, and, and just like what you said, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. The, the, the uh, sort of the urgency of, of the production, I think, um, I, like, I like that. I like, I like kind of being under the gun like that. Mm -hmm. I, like, I like pressure. I like... Um, to bring the best out of you, you know, when you're under the gun. Yeah, absolutely. And also it's it, sort of with something like the sadness as well, like, um, like just urgency. I, I've, this is sort of a stupid thing to say, but I feel like the urgency of like the production kind of like translates to like the, like the flavor of the movie. Like there's just sort of this real, like, yeah, 
get it, get it done, get it done, get it done. Yeah. You know, fast, fast. So um, it's almost like you're infected with the yeah, virus in, in a way. <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically how it went down. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, me growing up and just getting into you know movies in kind of just movies from Korea, movies from Japan, movies from China, things like that. So how are you? I'm I'm 37. Okay, so you're like, I'm, I'm right around your age. I feel like we're like what are you about 38, 39, something something yeah. in that range. So we kind of probably came up in a certain era, and and I think. Canadians, I think, are probably more enlightened with more film because, you know, here in America, you're just shoved down your throat what you're supposed to watch and what's, what you're supposed to watch. But after, you know, graduating high school, I was like, there's got to be something else out here. So me personally, I started Takashi Miike was like my first influence when it came to just extreme Asian cinema, everything from Visitor Q to Ichi the Killer to... Go to every uh, audition, everything. Audition, I think, was like my intro. And that was like the first film that I I had, I owned uh, mm. from him. And it was like, I showed up all my buddies. And they were like, I was like, you got to watch this. And I'm like some, you know, some corny white white guy who's like, you got to watch some, you got to watch some fucked up Japanese movies. And mm. they would, I would, and I had already seen it several times and I'm watching their reaction. I'm like, and they're like, oh, Oh, oh my goodness, this is something else. And then, of course, with a lot of the Korean cinema, you know, going to Old Boy and then going to I Saw the Devil. I mean, of course, these are bigger Korean films that a lot of people do know, but they're they're just I don't want to call them splatter, but I mean they're they're hardcore. They're 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 extreme, and a lot of audiences here on this side of the of the world are like, oh no, I'm good with my Marvel movies or this or that or everything else in between. So. Um, that to me was my introduction. What was kind of like, I mean, obviously, you know, you grew up, you know, probably with a lot of the same movies I did, but what was, you know, things like Ebola strain or, or things that you went to your first like Fantasia and were watching these transgressive films that wouldn't be screened anywhere in North America for the most part outside of like a curated film festival. Yeah. You know what's funny is I'm actually wearing, like I'm doing my laundry right now. So I'm wearing <laughs> this, this shirt like suspect suspect video and culture okay this is this is my this is sort of like the cool video store in toronto mm -hmm. right where i um i mean i grew up in mississauga which is outside of toronto and um that's more like a ski ski town and everything like that right mississauga i mean i have a good friend of mine he was born in toronto so he would always tell me about going to mississauga for like yeah we're going skiing in mississauga and things like that so <laughs> There's no mountains around here. There's no mountains. Okay, is well, more okay? Maybe that. Okay, is more lake, lake town stuff like yeah, that. Lakes. It's, okay, it's like on Lake Ontario. Okay, there's, there you there's go. No one's skiing around here, man. The only, okay. the only, the, the only. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> no I'm going to cut that out. So, hey, pardon okay. my my uh, my no, lack of uh, knowing uh, Canadian territories. <laughs> it's all good. It's just, I mean, Mississauga is just just sort of a sub. It's just a suburb. There's nothing. Okay. Uh, terribly interesting about it um anyway i mean maybe there is i don't know but anyways the, you haven't uh, found it yet <laughs> yeah, yeah um so like you know you, you'd come in from mississauga to to the city and you'd and uh the, you know there was like um suspect video and like and like uh silver snail and, and the beguiling which are comic comic book stores mm -hmm. and they were kind of all on the same street the, well the beguiling wasn't but anyway oh, well it was anyways the um you, so you go into suspect video and uh and they and they'd have all the all the 
cool shit you know like they they had they had like uh you know I, I found out about like battle royale from from suspect mm-hmm. I, found about, I mean fuck i found out about the ring from suspect like yeah the original not that not that you know yeah, the, their americanized version I, I ringu as opposed to the ring yeah, ringu. <laughs> uh, I, I just always call it the ring uh but and then there's uh but you know what I, I, I used to watch a lot? It was because um, the, the thing, too, is that we have this like on Channel 4 in, uh, in Toronto, we have like the CM, CMFT mm-hmm. uh, a TV, which is sort of like uh, um, they, they play like foreign stuff. Like they play they play a lot of Bollywood stuff and they'd also mm-hmm. play a lot of Hong Kong stuff. And uh, I remember seeing like the bride with white hair. I, I remember maybe that's like the first like sort of, you know, Asian movie mm-hmm. that I that I thought was like really cool was was bride with white hair which was ronnie Yu, who went on to do bride of chucky and uh, yep uh, jason versus freddy or freddy versus jason whatever mm-hmm. and um i just thought that movie was just awesome and because I, I liked because you you see those kinds of uh you know uh hong kong like wire work kind of movies uh those like choi hawk movies and shit yeah they're, they're they're awesome but like this one was like that but also but sort of like fantasy like with horror elements in it and stuff and they're yeah and the bad guys were like these Siamese twins and it was just like damn this is fucking sick you know like but at the same time like that movie's not even that it's not even that old it's like I, I want to say it's maybe 93 but um but in any case we, whatever you can fact check that later but the, the thing yeah. is, is that um um uh that 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 kind of shit was kind of what uh was maybe my, my introduction uh to to like you know Asians because you'd also just because you know, you're a kid the last thing you want to watch is like some some like subtitle uh movie right uh, of course but, you know people that are 30 40 years old they have a hard time even just keeping their eye on the screen outside of like okay i gotta have my phone here for a minute because uh and then you lose track of everything so sure, absolutely but i guess what i'm saying is like you know you'd you'd, you'd flip by like i'd flip by on and and on channel four and i and i'd catch like uh you know maybe a snippet of like uh um mr vampire or like close encounters of the spooky kind or something like mm-hmm. like uh like one of those bouncing vampire movies and shit and i was yeah. just i'd be like man that's that's weird like but but I, it wasn't until bride with white hair where i was like like I, I just got hooked and i just watched the whole thing yeah uh, and so like you know uh but i, I mean i i must have been maybe like 13 14 at that time yeah um, you know prior to that i was just your your typical uh video store kid you know like all the freddy and the jason shit and the Chucky and all that but uh yeah the the, the asian stuff uh i mean I, I wouldn't even say like like eight like sort of asian uh horror or or exploitation cinema um it i i didn't really it, it, i wouldn't consider it even really much of like an influence to be honest like yeah um, it's just it's just more like i just respect it and i especially respect kind of like the the category three area category three era mm-hmm. uh, because um of just like the like the there's nothing more transgressive than than that era like mm-hmm. just the the complete like the complete uh f- like flagrant disregard for good taste is just it's just so amazing for for someone like me who's like just uh is you're, you're looking for like freedom and truth kind of yeah. in cinema, you know and like and just to see people just being like what the fuck ever let's just make something we don't have a whole lot of years left yeah uh, having like a, an independent uh nation state 
um so fuck it let's just do it and and uh it really comes across and like see like I, i'd only actually seen like i mean i see the big ones i seen like you know taxi hunter and and uh um uh, what do you call it like the ebola syndrome and the untold story and like dr lamb and all that stuff and then like but it was only like recently that like I, I got I got into some of the more hardcore stuff like like Red to Kill mm-hmm. and uh, like just these ones that are like whoa this is a little bit this is a little bit like um, <laughs> I mean for, even for your sensibilities you're still like wow I mean they were really going going yeah, for like, it. <laughs> I mean I, it, I like I I love it but it's like I this is not stuff that I would really recommend to people yeah because it's just it's just a little bit too fucked up and and maybe a little bit. Uh, you know like uh maybe it's a little bit like um just too mean-spirited like like you know what i mean yeah it's kind of nihilistic i guess in a certain way where it's just like yeah. they're making a film that's just i don't i don't i don't know i don't want to say just shock to shock but i guess you have the way you have to look at it from like that era of film is that to your point that how much time do we have left to make our own films how much time do we have left to say what we want to say and it's also and and i mean this is kind of veering into another direction like a film like you know a serbian film where you know you talk to the director you hear about his like i made this film because this is how i feel the country is treating me and our people and things like that where you make a film that's this transgressive in that category three era it's like i feel like we're being just murdered by our own government or we just we're 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 not allowed to do anything anymore. So of course you're gonna. It's like a a kid who's being bad. It's like I'm gonna act out. I don't care. I'm gonna get punished. But fuck this. Or I'm we're gonna go for it either way. In a lot of ways. Well, it's it, it's definitely fun fun to do bad things. You know. Of course. Um, I mean, that's why we keep doing them. I guess. Right. <laughs> F- fuck the consequences. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing it anyway. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, I mean, to be honest, like, like I I guess I understand. Uh, I can kind of understand the the Hong Kong uh, perspective mm-hmm. uh, more so than the than the Serbian perspective. Yeah, uh, like not not to say that I that I have a really good insight into into. Neither do I really. I mean, it's just kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that, like, um, I don't know, like, it 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 really does seem like it's totally it's the different thing like a like it's coming from a different place like uh, i you know i i had a great time watching a serbian film actually and i i liked uh i, I didn't i didn't think it was terribly <clears throat> um like I, I didn't really think it was like i felt like it was tasteful enough i, I felt like they it wasn't they, done in a way like you know there was horrible shit happening but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't uh grossly overused like you no know, you i mean thing with i don't know just newborn porn if you just want to go for for scenes like that it's like yes it's reprehensible it's disgusting but like they, they, didn't, you know. they didn't they didn't show penetration like they, no. you know, like it's just like which is almost worse in a way where you're thinking about it's like oh my god like no, you're, almost think, if yeah but sometimes I, if you're like you see it it's like oh okay i seen i saw it but on the other hand if your imagination is left to your wheels start turning. It's like, ooh, then you can go in a lot of different directions. At least your mind is a fucked up place. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I sort of, I, I disagree with you, actually. I, I think okay. that when you, when you show it, um, that's, because uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like sort of, you know, being a, 
what do you call it? Like, I'm not talking about sort of being like the moral police or, or the yeah. decency police. I'm talking about like how good is the film. Yeah. And, and if you if you show, like you know, if you make like a, a rubber baby vagina and you and you have a guy putting his fucking dick in it and it's yeah. that, it, like the audience is just going to be like like what the fuck is like, like what's wrong with you? What's making yeah. you want to show that on screen? I guess. Yeah, like, like, or, or and it's kind of like, oh, okay, so you're you're Mr. Extreme then? Wow, yeah. <laughs> I'm so shocked. You're such a shocking guy. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just it's it, it it makes the audience turn on the film. Mm-hmm. And and if you if you are artful with with sort of, I mean, putting putting a uh, a fucked up idea into someone's head is as easy as just explaining something to to them right and yeah. you can go a step further by like sort of using you know like the the, the tools of cinema to to kind of show a, a few things but not show all of them yeah um, and and that can be very effective and sometimes you just want to show all of it too right mm-hmm. like uh, like i i always uh i'm, I'm not sure uh, where i saw this but i think it was like a a commentary track or maybe like a, a, a special featurette for like hellraiser mm-hmm. talking about like the part where um Frank comes out of the floor. Yeah, uh, he comes back from uh, the the whatever the torture dimension or whatever, yeah, and like comes from the Cenobites world yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and Clive Barker is just saying like this is this is a, a really um, it's it's sort of a, a reaction to sort of the idea of like oh you know it's scarier if you don't show it you know it's like no sometimes like if for just sort of this sort of uh, vulgar like. Uh, ghastly kind of uh you know disgusting spectacle sometimes it just needs to be center stage with just a spotlight on it mm-hmm. and you need to show all of it right but then it for other things it's like uh like for example like some of the the tab like you know extreme taboo stuff like we see in a serbian film and also mm-hmm. the sadness as well yeah um, there, no, i mean i want to talk about some of those things because there are some things that you you don't show but you show like an after effect of it like there's one scene like kind of one segment in particular i would kind of want to like get your get your gauge and there was i guess there's two there's two there's one that that you kind of see the whole thing and then it kind of shocks you because there's a a punchline to it a little bit uh the basketball court scene and everything and then there's another scene later on so (laughs) no way um so like yeah but i i know what you're talking about and it's just kind of like um Let's talk about the second one, actually. Uh, okay. The, well, like, what what I do is I don't show the after. Well, I do show the aftermath, but what I what I do show what I show instead of showing the act itself mm-hmm. is I show some a guy who's hiding, and kind of like he's just trying to, um, like, just through sheer willpower trying to just make it not exist. You know, yeah. like, like, and I just thought like that's a great that's a great thing to show the audience because that's that's who I want, who the audience is right now. The, yeah. like, I don't want to see this. Please don't show me this. Right but it, but it, it does, it's not ending. It, it hangs, yeah. mm-hmm. it hangs just, a, like just a little longer than you, than it's comfortable uh, being on screen. And I, and I just, I mean, all this shit, man, it's like, there's not really, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can, and you can uh, watch these like jack offs talk about like, you know, why films work and like how, why this scene worked and why it didn't and this and that and the other thing. But it's like, now, where's your fucking movie you know like like you're not you, like if you're so good at movies then where where's yours no you don't yeah. have one because all you know how to do is just be a monday morning quarterback and talk about like some 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 genius who's yeah. way better than you 
and uh, and just and just uh, you know pick pick his work apart and act like by virtue of, of picking that apart somehow you did it or whatever you know what I mean yeah. but um but I would have done this way and this way it's like well you didn't you haven't yeah. you've never made a film it's like yeah. like to your point it's like get off your ass and make something instead of I mean, God, being God this bless guy. those guys you know like at least they're getting paid you know they, yeah. they're, they, it's well not, some of them are I'm sure <laughs> but but I guess um you know uh what I'm what I'm my point with all that sort of thing is is that like um this sort of stuff there's no my point is that there's no uh, rule book or textbook like you just have to kind of touchy-feely figure it out and kind of uh just follow your follow your instincts and really follow your heart follow your emotions and and, and try to because really what what in my in my i mean who the fuck am i i'm just a guy who made this one movie but like in my opinion i think that it's sort of this what you're doing with a film is you're just kind of you're just sort of uh playing a game with emotions and you're kind of trying to chain together emotions in sequence and, and trying to get people to to sort of feel something that that you have in you like you're, you're trying to get all these feelings that you have inside of yourself and trying to communicate them to, to people on the other side of the of the screen right yeah and, and and to do that there's no there's no real uh there's no real rule book you just have to kind of um use your intuition to kind of make it work so i just kind of felt like you, you just feel like something like in this case it's better if i do it this way because this will get across the point better and in this case it's better if i show the whole thing because that's what this scene is about it's about yeah. the vulgarity uh and then this scene is maybe it's better to kind of just show it in like quick like just show a quick flash of something and yeah. then just so that they get the idea of like of the the intensity of, of what's going on, but, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, there's, there's all kinds of different ways to do it. And, and it, what it all comes from is just like watching shit tons of films and just kind of, you know, treating it as like sort of a, a buffet table, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the, 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 the film itself is just, I mean, I, I was hooked in for, I mean, you, you have a lot of good, great set pieces, and I mean, how was it, what was it like? And I'm just going to kind of shift gears and kind of like the making of the film a little bit and like the, the actors and everything like that. If it, the, the world feels lived in, it feels like things have been going, going fine, going fine. Um, what was it like kind of like casting the people you had in the film? And was there, were you looking for specific people? Or it's like, hey, I know you can work. What were the auditions like? I mean, you can give me the quick overall synopsis of it. Like, was it quick to cast people? Or were you like very specific of who you wanted to have in this film? Um, uh, well, uh, uh, the uh, Baron, Baron Zhu, who is the, plays the male lead, Jim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, he was kind of like uh, Jeffrey Huang, the, uh, the big boss, kind of insisted that we use him. Okay. He just liked him. He saw him in some like movie, and he was just like that. I want that kid. I, like I guess that he's kid. got like the boy next door type look. Like he just looks like somebody we can all relate to type thing. He wasn't. He's not you know overly muscular or anything like that. He just looks like a regular guy that we're like, oh, that could be me. Yeah, but he's also kind of like. Um, he's also kind. Of, I, I like to to think that he's kind of like, uh, kind of you know masculine, like kind of a little more masculine looking than like. Mm -hmm. you know, just your your average Joe that you'll that you'll find in the street of Taipei. Like he's kind of yeah. he's kind of I mean he's a model fucking guy, right? So he's a good looking uh, dude. So. <laughs> uh, so so we got we got this guy and uh, and then that kind of 
I originally had the female lead uh, written to be a little bit more like of an older, like an older, like maybe someone who's in their late twenties, you know? Yeah. Who's just a little more, um, a little more weathered and uh, and maybe stronger, you know, mm -hmm. more experienced. But because uh, Barrett was so young, he was like twenty-one. I needed to have someone who was younger because I didn't want there to be sort of this like this extra dynamic of like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a couple and the girl is like uh, eight, eight years older than, than the guy. I mean, it's, it's far from unheard of, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, why is that? Why is that that, you know? So yeah. I was like, okay, they need to be close to the same age. So I just started, we started casting all these girls and then uh, Regina came in and she was one of the, like the last ones to, to come in. We, we, we auditioned maybe like, I don't know, I want to say like maybe like 15 girls for that part. Yeah. And, um, and uh, she came in and uh, I didn't even, at, at this point, I was so sick and tired of doing uh, uh, like rehearsals or whatever, like getting her to do a scene that I, I all I did was I just sat, sat and had an interview yeah. and just talked about why she wanted to do the film. And I just, I just really loved how she wanted, like, she just talked about how, like, uh, you know, how she thought about the character and, and, how, and what her sort of philosophy was with, with like acting and like what, what she wanted to do in her future and, and stuff. And I was just like, this, this is a real smart, smart young girl. Like, uh, I, I, I liked her vibe. And then, and then I got her just to kind of like, uh, uh, just sort of, I, do, I got her to do one scene, the scene at the very end. Yeah. Where she, she, she's got to cry yeah. for, uh, for the, uh, at the finale, right? Yeah. Which I uh, think is like, you, you bring that, that finale is like full circle, which I think is, you know, considering what the whole film was about, it's like people just don't have agency of their own body. And it's like the sadness is like them just, their eyes can't close. They're just naturally crying and everything. But then yeah. she's crying because she hasn't been, I guess, infected yet, for lack right. of a better term. Yeah. And that was great in compared and, and what what he was saying to her was like the most like horrible, vile things. But she's crying because she doesn't quite understand. Like, I thought that was, I was like, damn, this is some good ass acting right here. It, it was very impressive. Uh, but when I saw her do that scene and I just saw like her like show like like despair and 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 fear and hopelessness and all this mm -hmm. uh, like it was I it, I was just kind of moved by by her it's just it's all about the face it's all about yeah. just her her the way that that girl looks and her face and the way that she uh looks afraid I mean I I you know as soon as, as soon as it's like okay cut like I'm, I'm up and i'm like getting her like a glass of yeah. water Are you okay <laughs> you want to just rescue her you know and i was just like if i feel this way at this rehearsal i gotta have her in the film like like everybody in the audience is just going to want to reach through the screen and, and just rescue her because they feel so scared for her yeah. and at the end of the day like that's that's what works in a horror movie you know being, being afraid for the characters yeah i mean from this from the time you see her getting out of bed with him and then her traveling everything kind of jumps off with her on the subway with i guess you could call it the main antagonist who i didn't see that guy as like being the villain of the film i mean i guess ultimately it's like more you know government or science or something like that being kind of like the ultimate villain but him being like the uh relentless killer i guess in a lot of ways like i like to think of him as the uh as the villain of the film yeah, I mean, it, and because he starts in a way where it's like, I, I mean, I guess as 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 males, we we're not put in, in a similar position as as women are on on subways or just public transport where you're sitting next to a creepy guy and the guy just won't quit, and then mm -hmm. I guess it's like a 
a metaphor for what he does in the rest of the entire film where it's like, well, then you get to see who he really is once he gets infected and everything like that. Like, oh, he is a piece of shit. So, and yeah. he's like the worst piece of shit too. He's just, he's just I mean, he's just someone who just never fit in, I guess, you know? Uh, he, yeah. he, 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 like, I mean, I always, I always told, when I was talking with uh, uh, Wong Si Chang, who plays, who plays the businessman, or, or mm -hmm. Johnny, Johnny Wong is his, uh, is his name. Okay. His English name. We'll just yep. call him Johnny Wong. Yep. Uh, he, he, uh, he, uh, I mean, this this guy is a is a fucking righteous dude. Like I mm. I cannot uh, I cannot express how how much he added to the production. Uh, not not just from an acting perspective, but also like I mean, you, you know, you got to think like he's he's there around uh, like Chen Ru who played Molly mm -hmm. and Regina, uh, and they're 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 girls who are like twenty and. <clears throat> they don't they haven't been in a lot of stuff actually both of them they'd never been in a feature film before okay uh, and johnny johnny had to do quite a lot of scenes with the both of them mm -hmm. and, uh, and he was just a real mentor for them and, and just really taught them a lot about acting and, and sort of how to you know summon real emotions and, and that kind of thing and um he was just awesome really great and when, and when he, he actually came in to audition for the president uh and and then uh, when I when I saw him, uh, I was just like, I think I need you to read for the businessman. And he was just like, Oh, well, but I prepared all this shit for the president. I was like, Yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. Let's let's do the let's do the businessman. And he just and I told I kind of just started explaining it to him. And I was just like, Like um, you know, uh, uh, this is a this is a guy who maybe has had the same middle management job for like, you know. 30 years and maybe like his boss is like 20 years younger than him and like uh he doesn't he's unmarried he's never he doesn't know how to he just has never known how to connect with yeah. people, and 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 that's who he is and then this virus uh for him is actually like almost this like this you know the, this beautiful blessing where he finally uh finds himself and uh and it's and it, it but it's sort of like you know he finds himself in becoming a a murderous uh, uh sex pervert yeah and um and, and for him it's the it's just the the best day in the world like the the, the the best day of his entire life and i think that that kind of like like revenge of the nerds aspect of the sadness is, is really what the heart and soul of it is yeah for me i mean regardless of, of of whether or not that's like front and center mm -hmm. uh that's that's kind of what's front and center for me in the sadness it's sort of like uh, when, when this when this happens to the world um well-adjusted people uh well-adjusted people's lives are destroyed mm -hmm. and, and uh sort of malcontents are finally find meaning and and uh, so that's sort of like a, a revenge of the nerds sort of situation yeah to the to like the nth extreme type thing it's just yeah. you know they're there's a lot of things that watching this film and I'll, I might end up watching it again, to be honest, it's like there's visuals that are kind of seared in your mind. And you, I mean, kudos to you, man, for making a film that's like it's, it stays with you. It, it stays with you like you just kind of feel a little kind of like dirty and everything watching it. But at the same time, I think that's part of a film that leaves a lasting impression and being yeah, damned I what people say is like, oh, well, this is just violence for the sake of being violence like i don't think so i think it, ultimately everybody who says that is probably the person who would be 
bashing the guy in the balls with the spiked baseball bats if he was infected or something like that too. So fuck what you're saying about, oh, well, what? you can't be violent. It's like, oh, well, you know, what, what's your what's your inner voice telling you in a lot of ways? Like the, the most repressed people end up being sometimes the most, you know, nihilistic and violent and crazy. Sure. All, those, all, those, all those mafia guys uh, listen to uh, Frank Sinatra. And then yeah. you know, how, like how many... How many, uh, I mean, you know, how many like, like, like grind cord people are like, are like, you know, murderers or, or, or hitmen or whatever. I yeah. don't know. What are the statistics? I, I just wanted to say that I, I really, I like to think that the sadness is like, it, it, it creates, <laughs> uh, I, this is a funny way to put it, but I think it creates a safe space for, okay. for, for us to, uh, for us to kind of revel, revel in, uh, in uh, sort of our our uh, ugly, ghastly thoughts, yeah, like it kind of allows us to kind of take a little bit of take a little bit of pleasure and to kind of have a little have a warm smile over uh, over you know the the ghastly and the and the cruel and the and the, uh, the you know the fucked up. I think mm -hmm. that it allows us it allows us to to you know to enjoy it a little bit and, and maybe feel kind of relate to in some way to maybe what like it's like to be uh infected or something i don't know yeah. like maybe i'm being a little bit uh i'm being a little bit uh uh you know too artsy fartsy or whatever <laughs> you can never be too artsy fartsy on the show uh <laughs> and i also feel like in a lot of ways it's it, like to, to your point like a safe space where it's like if the worst we have to worry about with a virus that uh, sweeps across the world is like, oh, we might get a cold or get the sniffles or get a runny nose or get a sore throat. It's like you're bringing it to like this is the absolute apocalyptic nightmarish doomsday thing that we can have where it is a safe space where it's like, I hope this is not going to happen. But, you know, I mean, because even like near the end when the, the scientist is talking about the, uh, the, the, the guy who works in the, uh, in the hospital, he's kind of explaining what the virus does to like your brain and everything like that. It's like when you listen to it, it's like, I, could, I mean, why couldn't that happen at the same time, too, you know? Let me, let me, did, you ever, did you ever watch that, uh, that, that old series from like the, the 2010s? Uh, no, no, two, like the, uh, probably around 2008 or so, or 2007, called Masters of Horror. It, it was like, oh, yeah, all, yeah. So, Mick, so Gar Mick Garris was doing episodes and John Carpenter and Dario Argento and everything, yeah. And Mick Garris was actually the uh, the showrunner, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think he directed one or two, but but uh, uh, the, the one I'm thinking of is uh, uh, who directed it? I can't, I think it might have, it might have even been. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to speculate on who directed it, but it was yeah. it was called the Screwfly Solution, uh, and it was with. Yeah, uh, I remember that one, but I remember I forget who directed it, but it was some name. Yes, it was it, it was uh, uh, Jason Priestley from 90210 and Elliot Gould from uh, uh, the, the Long Goodbye. Yeah, and um, and and Elliot Gould second stringing for Jason Priestley was pretty hilarious but we've seen ellie golden anything i always bring to i mean i i was a big fan and i uh tangent for like the devil max devlin was like one of these like early disney movies i really liked elliot golden for whatever right. reason too but that's just me first sure. <laughs> i mean it's it's a it's a good one you know yeah. uh, i was gonna say that um uh, uh that 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 uh show that that I, I'd never heard of the story before. I actually afterwards I, I went and I looked at the story. It turns out that the, uh, the the adaption, in terms of just like 
you know, a, like a scene to scene adoption. It's actually very close to, to, the, to the original book by, by Rakuna Sheldon. Uh, that pen name is uh, Rakuna. I think it's, it was actually written, her name's Alice Sheldon. But okay. Rakuna is a way cooler name, so we'll just yeah. go with that. Yeah, Rakuna and, sounds better. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but anyways, um, the idea there is like, uh, for, for the listeners who don't know, it's like, it's about this, um, uh, all of a sudden there's sort of like a uh, biological agent released into like the global population. And what it does is it, is it makes a man, uh, when, he, when a man gets like horny, uh, instead of wanting to have sex, he just wants to, he wants to kill the woman. So, so, so the whole idea is kind of just like, um, uh, but, but what's, what's, what's interesting about that is that it doesn't actually, it doesn't turn you into like a mindless, like rage 28 days later zombie. Yeah. What it does is it, is it, it just, this is just the way that your brain works now. So, so society actually changes. So it's like they, they, the, the men, men develop this religion about like, they, they, they realize like, oh, you know what? Women are actually filthy and dirty and, and are, uh, um, deserve to be murdered violently. So they create this sort of religion and, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like, uh, there's, there starts to be almost like a, like a, a you know, a crazy sort of uh, fundamentalist change in the way the world works and and all this all this shit and it's all it all has to do with just like this tiny switch in the brain like that mm -hmm. that thing there like everything is downstream from the from the limbic system from the yeah. uh, the, uh, the the more primal brain right the that, reptilian that, brain if anything yeah sure 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 and that and that actually that that was a that was a big influence for that particular speech like I think I probably um, I think I probably was really thinking about the the screw the screwfly solution when I was writing that that long uh, piece of dialogue for for the doctor. Yeah, well, I mean, he delivers it, and it, I, I like that. There's like a, a certain scientific kind of like explanation for everything. It, it 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 lends itself to like something in reality where it's like something like this could happen. I mean, we're 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 thinking worst case scenario, but it's not completely off the rails. And there's always like the you no. Know, the, the mammalian brain, the reptilian brain and everything like that, and the most primal side to like what makes you a upstanding citizen. And even like, you know, there's also the fine line between pleasure and pain and everything like that too. So everybody talks about things like that. So it's, it, it's, it's fucked up, but the way you portray it, it, it's fucked up and it's also like glorious and it's gore and just like the unrelenting, terror that you know our characters are kind of going through so um it's uh i, I want to ask you two more things um what was your favorite scene to shoot hopefully you you and i think on the same page I, i'm trying I'm, to you know, think of what what was the most fun for you to shoot and then what was what was kind of like early audience reactions to like screening this to people like in taiwan and everything like that too oh okay well um the most like fun um scene to shoot was um i don't know actually like you, you're probably going to want to you're probably expecting me to say like the subway scene the subway uh, scene just looked like is it's tight quarters it's claustrophobic and yeah. there's so much going on and the way you're editing it also is just like it looks great because it's, it's bouncing back and forth and 
having so many people do so many crazy things at the same time. Just uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 like me, you might, you might enjoy one of the more quiet moments in the film, you know, shooting perhaps. Well, so. okay, well, you know, yeah, yeah, just what's easy. But to be honest, like I, what, what I liked was, um, so the, the ending scene, like I don't want to give too much away, but like the, the, the finale of the film um, where uh, Re Regina really gets to uh, act, mm -hmm. um, uh, that was actually written like when I first pitched the script the the, the ending was was a little bit different actually mm -hmm. kind of a lot different and um, and uh, um, and, and it was the, and it was that ending the ending that that wasn't shot that actually was was what uh, you know sealed the deal like mm -hmm. oh, we're, we're gonna do that we're gonna do this you know we're gonna, like this guy's gonna open up his wallet and he's gonna independently finance like the entire movie pretty much by himself you know yeah like i mean give or take like we, we there's a little bit of money coming in from different spots but like yeah the large majority was from jeff jeff huang god bless him yeah. and um uh uh what i was gonna say is that um I ended up just changing the ending. Like I was just like once once we were, we got the foot in the door. I was just like, this, this is. I think it'd be better if it was this film. And I and yeah. so I changed it. And he was like, what the what, what happened to the fucking ending? And I was just like, look, this is, look, trust me, this is gonna be this, this will be way better. So so he finally was like, uh, uh, okay, you know, the, the guy, the guy trusts me, you know, and I I, I really am thankful for for just the, the amount of trust that that has been. Uh, uh, afforded afforded to me by by jeff yeah. um so like but but anyways uh, what i'm trying to say is that uh uh that that scene when 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 regina kind of has to sort of do what she does i don't want to give it away but like when she has to kind of do what she does uh i i'm sitting there in video village and i'm just like sitting there like watching the watching the screen and i'm just like and then she starts to do it and, and she she nailed, we only did one take of that by the way and she just nails it and and I, I started my eyes start welling up and I start like kind of like like you know not I didn't I wasn't fully crying but I definitely if I you know uh, didn't resist and I kind of blinked my eyes a lot I definitely would have cried but I was just I was so proud of her and so so uh like that was just like a sure a, a pure assurance that like this is this film's going to be good like like mm -hmm. I know that this is going to be good now you know uh, because because you did that you you uh were able to uh to summon that and and to and to give me that performance like you you gave me that and i can overlook like some of maybe the other like some of the annoying stuff that kind of we had to put up with with this <laughs> but um that that was that was definitely the most like memorable memorable moment for me was just like her uh you know a, a act, actress with no had never done a, a feature film before just nailing it and just <laughs> I, I, it was pretty uh you know pretty moving i, I should i should say uh, and then, um, as far as the, the the Taiwanese audience is concerned, um, I mean, uh, you know, there were some people who just who totally got it, yeah. and were like, "This is great, and, and we love this, and, uh, and and this is awesome." And then there's some people who just uh, couldn't see past the, the oh, this is just fucking gore and swearing, and yeah. gosh, who cares? Why can't you make a, a cool movie where where it's all where the plot's all intricate and it's and 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 it's like um you know like the there's like there's a misdirection and, and like oh the killer was actually left-handed and then oh well, but we found the running with the wedding wedding well, ring the red herring oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> but, you know what i mean like that like it's it's all ridiculous it's like the early on in the movie like some guy will like take off his wedding ring and then like he'll he'll look at it and then like later on at the end of the movie it's like uh 
it's paid know, off in some way yeah, or something the, like that. The, 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 the wedding ring like uh is what gets you know like falls into the guy's mouth and chokes the killer or something you know what i mean like, yeah it's like just, oh yeah it was the thing if he hadn't done and it's just like and people are like i think i really do believe that like um maybe i shouldn't attribute this to like to it to the general taiwanese audience but mm -hmm. um i think that that kind of writing that kind of like um you know like like roundabout sort of uh, uh like all, all oh it all coming together in the end and like yeah and this this sort of thing is like oh yes bravo this that, i think that that's what the 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 general audience in taiwan really responds to okay. and, I may, and maybe that's true everywhere like maybe those kinds of like uh stories that that tend to stick to um structural narrative things where it's like you have this and this and this and you and introduce just, that in act one and act three it comes back around right. type thing. Just, yeah. just sort of, uh just sort of a tried and true narrative structure right like just yeah. sort of something where it's kind of because it's it's almost like they 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 felt like with the sadness because um it didn't end the way that they wanted to they felt almost like it was a mistake on my part like like hey you forgot to give us a happy ending and i was just like no, it's, it's it's this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, he had a smile on his face at the end. I guess that's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hey, but um, but I, I was going to say that. Um, uh, I mean, th there was also other things too. I mean, a lot of some people, uh, uh, you know, didn't like the fact that I'm like a a, a, a white director directing like a, a Taiwanese film. Uh, that that's something that I that you know I mean. I'm not going to be the guy who's who's starts uh, complaining about racial discrimination or anything like that. Like that's not mm -hmm. something I'm terribly interested in. Like a conversation I'm not terribly interested in having. But like that, that discourse can be quite exhausting, you know, yeah, in a lot of ways. I'm sure. And it's just kind of like, look, you know, maybe I'm not the best guy for the job, but like no one else wanted it, so I did it. And um, and uh, so there was there's there are those kinds of concerns. I'd say that mostly, like um, you know, it's just it was fairly fairly polarized uh I, I definitely i definitely had people from taiwan get in touch with me and say like you you did you've done you've done something for for the, the national cinema that that no one else has done before and and i and i really hope this opens a door for sort of future filmmakers i, I really hope that like you know in 10 years from now like some kid uh who's like 10 make something like a, like just something insane because he saw yeah uh, kube or the sadness uh, mm -hmm. uh when he was a little a little kid or or whatever you know shit like that like that kind of thing uh but then there's other people who just think like like that you know uh this this movie is just it sucks like it's it you know it's trash but moreover it sucks some people have told me like you know like on, on letterbox it's just like i've never seen a more boring movie and i'm just like i don't know what the fuck. i don't know what fucking movie you're watching it's like yeah. Uh, boring is like, yeah. Boring is relative, and I don't. I don't. I mean, every that's a, the the gift and the curse of the internet. Everybody has a fucking opinion now, so no matter what it is, somebody's gonna let you know what it is, and usually, it's like, oh, this sucks. Like, well, man, it's a, you're you're really bringing the heat on this uh, on this uh, dissection of the film. Every, everybody just wants to. Uh, everyone just wants to score points, you know. Of course yeah, that's that's all what that's that's all anyone's trying to do and it's like um you're uh if if you if you say that you you like something or you say you dislike something it's less about the thing and it's more about how that makes you look you know 
Yeah. Like I, I liked, you know, you know what I really liked? I really liked, uh, you know, whatever this movie, you know, like, and, th and then, and then that, like, how, you know, how does that align? How does that align me like uh, politically or whatever, you know, like, Oh, I really liked, I really like this movie. You know, it's like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, great. Good for you. Yeah. It, it's, it's so, uh, it's, it's so completely insane. Just sort of what, like the role that media plays in, uh, mm -hmm in in life today i i just wanted to i just with the sadness i just wanted to make something that i felt was just very sincere and and just very like like look like this is i don't i'm not a I'm not a genius i'm not a i'm not a smart guy i'm just i'm just a guy who really cares about about uh about horror films mm -hmm. and, I, and i really care about like like uh, uh, i really care about like sort of a a, a frustrated bored audience that that just hasn't had a, a just a really good movie that takes them that takes them seriously and that takes itself seriously in a long mm -hmm. time i just wanted to and i just wanted like i said before it was like it's all about just sort of chaining together feelings and just trying to maintain this feeling it's like sailing a ship and trying to you're constantly you're constantly uh uh pulling lines and adjusting yeah. the sail and adjusting the keeping the course where, where you need to go yeah. And that, that's, that's really, I just looked at it from a very pragmatic perspective uh, and just tried to make sure that the movie was paced well and, and that it, uh, it left people feeling, feeling satisfied, you know, feeling like, like, like I'm really happy that, I'm really happy that that, that kind of movie can still be made, you know? Mm -hmm. so. And up being like an hour and a half, thank you for making a movie that's an hour and a half. Uh, it doesn't uh, have to stress on everything else in between. It's it it goes right into the film, and once kind of like the opening kind of set piece starts, it doesn't really relent the entire time. There's not many quiet scenes. It goes full bore from, I guess you could say the the restaurant scene all the way right. until the, till, till the end scene, yeah. and it it never left me a moment where I'm like, oh for the people on Letterboxd, like, well, this sucks, this is boring. It's like, I know. You must have been watching The Sadness from like 1987 or something like that. Some other American version of, of a movie called The Sadness or something like that. You know so. what, man? Like uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, that that's that's just, I think that's just like what I was saying before, like just just with um, people, people kind of like, if, if, they're, if they're shocked by something, uh, uh, sometimes the reaction you don't want to like if, if if you know if I shock you, you don't want to give me the uh, how do you say that again? It's like uh, uh, you don't want to um, don't give him the satisfaction. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to give me the satisfaction of saying that you're shocked, right? It's like oh man, good one. It's like no, keep keep going with it. Like I want to I want to go on this journey with you right now. So. Right, but it's like like with with the uh, with someone who's like um, who's shocked by something. Uh, they don't want to let me know that that I shocked them. So instead, they'll just turn around and be like, "Man, it was just the same fucking thing again." And again. Like they'll just they'll just sort of yeah. like just be like that. And and that's just the way, like it, it it you know it it all comes down to just sort of like like you know we we've learned a lot about how to troll people really well. Oh, uh, we over, have. It's it's a new art. Yes, yeah, <laughs> over the last like full you know the last uh, whatever a couple decades. Or, or more and uh, it's just like to, to actually just like go full on and like 
you know, start screaming at someone is a good way to play yourself. So this yeah. kind of like, like nonchalant, passive aggressive, like, like, yeah, I mean, some people might like that. Me, I was bored. You know, that kind of thing is like the, 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 the way that you troll. Yeah, exactly. It's like they want to get their, they still want to get their opinion across. Like, oh, other people might like this, but I didn't like it because of yeah. whatever the, whatever the reason is, whatever reason they've concocted in their minds. Like, ah, oh, well, fuck this. For the listeners out there, I mean, if some of you didn't like the film, it's fine. I, 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 I guess I can understand. It's not a perfect film, uh, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, I really was thinking about all of you guys out there, right? I was really hoping that the horror fans out there uh, would really just sort of, uh, you know, they, they, they've seen a lot, they've seen all kinds of stuff, they've been bored, they've been, they've, they've gone into stuff expecting something and been disappointed. And I just wanted to give something that, in my mind, wouldn't, wouldn't have disappointed me. So that, that's what's up. No, I mean, I, I think in Fantasia, I think is kind of like the perfect kind of avenue for a film like this. Like, I, I you know, with everything going on, I, I would love to see this like in a, I hate crowded theaters. I probably won't go back to a crowded theater again. I, I enjoy a theater on Saturday morning at about 10 a.m. when I'm the only person in the screen or in the theater. I'm like, oh, this is great. I can enjoy this. Um, but I think this is one of these films that, you know, you, you and this reminds me of like all the stories that, uh, for Toronto Film, Toronto International Film Festival, with like audition being screened there, world premiered there, and people have the barf bag or Ichi the Killer or something like that, where people have barf bags. Like this is the most sick movie you've ever had. So I feel like this movie kind of harkens back to an old age of like eliciting a, a very specific response. Hopefully, well, and, man, let me tell you this. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was no. going to say that. Um, uh, the the last. I've seen a movie like that relatively recently. Like, I mean, the the Fede Alvarez uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah, uh, uh, remake. Mm -hmm. That that movie was a blast to watch in the movie theater. Yep. Um, for the first, I think that that movie kind of like loses its its engine like in the third act. But like the first the first two acts are just fucking awesome. And like, yeah. and it's and and uh, the, like all that eyeball stuff and the tearing off the face and oh yeah, the cutting off the arm and just people in the theater just losing their fucking. It's like just cutting their mouth, cutting cutting oh. their mouth open. And everything. It's like oh shit. <laughs> and people like anyway, I, I saw that in Taiwan and pe people. You know, I saw like a probably like a, a, th a theater two thirds full and like people screaming and like th that's the best. Like that's that's the cinema experience. Like the only thing better than that. Well, actually, maybe is that maybe that's that is my favorite. But like uh, another one that's comparable is like, um, like a, just a really good comedy, like a like the the first Borat movie or something. Like the yeah. first time I saw that in the theater, and it's just like you're just you're just the theater is just losing their fucking minds. Like, like I can't believe I'm seeing this shit. <laughs> and you're just and you're just screaming because it's so funny. You know, and that's the best. Like that that's really what the the cinema is all about. Uh, so and and I think that sort of a, a gore movie is. Uh, it's just, it's just, I mean, that's just heaven for me, you know, like just to watch it in a, in a, in a packed theater and everybody like enthusiastic. I'm super looking forward to, to Fantasia on Saturday to, uh, to really just sort of, uh, just, just to show this to, to people. I, I got people like friends, you know, I've just made friends recently. People just messaging me like, hey man, I got my ticket, you know, I'm super yeah. sick. And, and they just keep, hey man, what's going on? What are you doing right now? I'm just drinking a beer on the couch, you know? Hey man, what, what are you doing after the after the Fantasia thing? We should go out and fucking get smoke weed and fucking, you know, <laughs> go to the strip club, you know, maybe we can get some Coke or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. Sounds awesome. Let's do that. Uh, but it's, um, it's just super funny because uh, 
all all these people are these fan all these fans are coming out of the woodwork and just kind of like showing their enthusiasm and it's just uh it's it's just a really good really good feeling just to to see people kind of appreciating it before they see it and i know that they're not going to be disappointed too like i know they won't <laughs> no i i i don't think they they they, they can't i mean and seeing this like in the program when i mean i'm of course i'm watching all these films virtually i'm not in in uh in canada for any any screenings unfortunately this is my second time doing fantasia twice in a row doing the virtual thing hopefully yeah. 2022 things will be better and maybe i'll be making my way up to the great white north or something for 26th edition of fantasia but um this was the one and i think this is also the film that is out of the box compared to every other thing on the program there's nothing else on the program like this and you kind of being able to premiere this uh, uh, at home, you know, near the end of the festival, I think is also kind of like a really awesome, cool homecoming for you as well. So, yeah, I mean, good luck, Rob, you know, <laughs> you, you've been, you, you've been on a, on a world, on, on a, on a whirlwind, I'm sure, but uh, congrats again on the film. It's, I, I can't stress enough. Like if you like gore splatter fests that are just completely, insane and they go in a lot of directions that you don't see going uh you you've truly made something that's special and disgusting and i love it i love you for it i guess <laughs> thanks man I, yeah. I, I just love uh i love the fans out there who uh who care about about um you know like who, who still have enough faith in 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 filmmakers that that you know like you know it's kind of like you you know like you like you're you're a dog and and the owner keeps faking throwing the ball <laughs> and uh, and finally like oh, finally he's gonna throw the ball and he's gonna give it a good one you know and like and finally I get to, get to uh, enjoy that uh, <laughs> that run after the ball this 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 analogy is breaking down slowly. Anyway, I know it started one place and it's like what is what is this guy talking about now what is happening <laughs> <laughs> the dog and the ball he finally caught the ball they finally didn't fake him anymore he caught the ball. And uh, you ran all the way, man. You're 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 like the dog that caught the car finally. I no, guess. No, no, hold on. You're, you're 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 misunderstanding. Like the the dog is the fan. So like the dog is the fan. Okay. And then the 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 film uh, industry is the the owner with the ball, and the ball is like the the film. Okay. I keep faking it, faking it, and then like you so it's disappointing you, disappointing you, but then yeah. finally I give I let it rip, and that, and when I let it rip, you go running, and then and you're enjoying yourself. So like the 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 ball that goes flying is like the sadness, is like the film that like kind okay. of delivers, you know. <laughs> the metaphor finally is understood by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry, I, I, dude, it's been a long fucking day. So I, I, I was I was I was way too long winded, anyways. I'm I'm a long winded kind of guy, you know. So am I. I mean, we, hey, we, we, you gave me a good amount of time, man. But thank you so much for talking about the film and congratulations again. Anything else you want to say before we close things out for you? Um, I don't think so. I think that, that we pretty much covered everything. I just, uh, yeah, just, try, uh, you know, catch this. I don't know when this is going to air, but just try to catch the sadness at uh, a festival near you. We're, we're trying to keep it offline because mm -hmm. um, I just... Uh, um there, there there's a little there's more interest than usual from like uh uh like you know sort of mainland china because it is a chinese language film like yeah. normally like they they wouldn't be too excited about like a a, a film this small but because it's a chinese language language film i uh i just want to keep it offline because it's so easy for like you know despite like all of the precautions that fantasia goes to yeah. to, uh, to put watermarks on videos like 
like you know it's really easy for just some some guy in mainland china just to use a vpn to to pirate the movie and then just to like you know give the middle finger like at anyone who tries yeah. to come at him for like you know whatever piracy or something like that so it's so i'm, I'm just being super extra careful and and you know what i think it's paying off too because the the um uh holding it from the the public kind of like mm-hmm. uh, like and kind of only select the select few being able to see it uh, it's just making people fucking insane they, they want to see the movie so badly and i just hope that they can just be patient and and wait for us to like uh have like the wide release because because the reason why we're we're doing this is because we just want to be able to uh we just want to be able to like uh just make our friggin' money back off the film <laughs> so we can give you an like i can give you another one right not another maybe not another sadness movie but just like my next film you know my my sophomore film right yeah. which, which, which i plan on just going bigger and better in, in every way right i mean this is a good way to start it. and like fuck all you pirates don't fucking pirate this shit or anything like that watch the movie if you have the ways and means like like i said rob look for for i'm sure you're going to be doing the entire festival circuit uh coming up oh well knock on wood you know nothing weird is going to go on the rest of the year but we'll see what happens but Fantasia is the homecoming for you, and again, congrats. And uh, sadness is—it's it, the—it won't make you sad. It might make you throw up, maybe, but it won't make you sad. I can guarantee that. It's uh, congrats again, man. The, the movie's fucking awesome, and you deserve all the all the kudos in the world. So, hey man, thanks. Well, this is Matt. Simplistic Reviews podcast. Uh, of course, check out our coverage for Fantasia 2021. We'll have it in a link below. And uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next time for another interview. Coming soon.